Hi, everyone. Welcome to another fantastic session of Green Nickel 101, your source for eco-friendly EV nickel discussions. My name is Leo. I'll be your co-host today. And with me is John. Hi, everyone. We're back. We're back. Absolutely. Hope everybody had a great summer. It's been a while. We felt like almost we were on a permanent vacation there for a while. I don't think we've done an episode for about six weeks, but we're back and looking forward to an exciting season three. Season three. Yeah. And our first episode for season three, uh, we're going to focus on sustainably certified batteries, you know. Uh, But before we go there, let's just reflect back. Um, to our, you know, recap on our previous season to episode four, which was electric, electric anatomy, EV components and features. Remember that? I know it was a while back. It was a while ago. So we have to refresh our memories. Yeah. We were talking about the primary components of an an electric vehicle. You know, we had the electric engine, battery, of course, regenerative braking. We talked a little bit about tech features and cool stuff. Maintenance costs, comparing maintenance costs between EVs and ICE vehicles. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Uh, there was a great article. If you haven't um, heard the uh, podcast, feel free to do so. But we had a great article that talked a little bit about uh, those maintenance costs. And mm-hmm. I think at the end, it worked out to like almost 50% cheaper in maintenance. For uh, the EVs, yeah. Yeah, and even though the batteries do have to get replaced after 7, 8, 10 years, there's going to be a whole lot of supply and incentive programs and where they're going to be able to come in swap out your battery bring in a modular 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 kind of system like that which is pretty exciting so uh that being said let's move on to this week's discussion sustainably certified batteries you know um john and i were kind of talking about you know where we're going to go with our next episodes and what we started thinking about is what can we do as consumers to drive this eco-friendly, sustainable kind of topic on electric cars and batteries? Of course, and, and really the whole EV revolution and the whole sustainable revolution is consumer, centered around consumer activism. Consumer-driven, yeah. yeah. And uh, we reflected on, well, what's out there right now? Well, in appliances, you have Energy Star, right? So, yeah, how efficient is the, my dryer? How efficient is my washing machine, my dishwasher? People... Consumers want to know what it's going to cost them and what impact that uh, appliance could have mm-hmm. on the environment. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's a kind of a partnership between you know our governments and regulatory bodies that instill these kind of programs, uh, but also us as consumers, we embrace them, we adopt them, we say, hey, I'd rather spend. Uh, more money on a more efficient uh, machine. It'll save me more money in the long run, and I'm doing my part to you know, help more, save the planet. More whatever, responsible. Right? Yeah, so Energy Star came up. The other one I was thinking of is, you know, coffee, right? Coffee is all about fair trade, and, you mm-hmm. know, local source fair trade, kind of like, you know, some kind of certification or accolade. So when I buy coffee and it's fair trade, I feel a little bit better knowing that the local farmers are the ones that are reaping the rewards and not just... Uh, other, you know, mm-hmm. actors out there that are just, uh, you know, taking advantage of a local small economy somewhere, a small country. Um, so fair trade sourced, balanced, you know, coffee uh, growers uh, is kind of another area. The other one that came to mind, John, is remember the movie uh, Blood Diamonds or with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? Sure, sure. Yeah, that, that movie was incredibly awakening for me. You know, you never really associated those beautiful 
diamonds with such an ugly, you know, war corrupt, child labor, slave driven mm -hmm. uh, sourcing production process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it really woke a lot of people up. And to the point now where it's like some people would rather buy synthetic diamonds, knowing very well they're guaranteed not to have come from those mm -hmm. kind of bad mm -hmm. places, right? So now how are we going to spin this into our topic of today? Sustainably well, certified batteries and how that en encompasses the entire battery storage and EV movement pertaining to climate change, you know, carbon footprint, uh, responsible responsibility of consumers and how they're approaching their purchases of electric vehicles and other components in the household. Yeah. So if I'm a consumer, I go buy an electric car. One of the first things I want to know is what batteries in this car and has that battery gone through some sort of Alliance certification. Yeah, but program. how am I going to know that? This is this is. Let's face it, folks. We're in an evolving uh, technology, and we've touched in the past on the fact that technology is forward-looking and constantly, exponentially becoming more efficient. For example, I guarantee the fifty-seven Chev Bel Air probably had a bigger carbon footprint than your uh, twenty twenty-two Mercedes, right? Mm -hmm. So that's technology. And what's exciting about, about battery storage and the EV revolution is we're entering, entering to this precipice of mm -hmm. that this new stage that we're going into. So it's going to come with all these different accolades and certifications that are all not really even in place yet. Mm -hmm. But we're just going to start touching on these uh, topics today. Yeah, you know, Europe, I feel, is a little bit further ahead. Um, great article I was reading on, um, you know, battery regulations. In December 2020, there was a commission in the European Commission that put together the initial kind of, like like you said, uh, starting point of how do we look, make sure these batteries are going to be recycled properly how do we know they're going to be sourced the materials properly sure and all this is coming about we're going to definitely share more information as we have it but there's no real regulatory body out there they're in the process and if we could just start with europe here this article here it's from uh, the european commission uh, we'll have links here everybody uh in our podcast uh in the in the comments but this, this one here talks about how batteries, not all batteries are properly collected, recycled at the end of their life in general. And how do we handle this going forward with these uh, much more scaled up batteries that we're going to need for these electric cars? Yeah. Uh, so I think they're really helping drive this battery directive and initiative. Um, I don't think in the not so distant future, I, I think there's going to be, John, a accolade certification. If you want to sell your electric vehicle in the EU, the batteries need to be stamped with whatever, mm -hmm. you know, X, Y, Z. Well, you know, we did touch on that in a previous episode. It would be pretty hypocritical to take on this uh, initiative and, you know, potentially be buying a vehicle that may have a battery that wasn't sourced from uh, eco-friend in, in an eco-friendly and environmentally friendly battery supply chain. You know, if you recall, we talked a little bit about um, with, with 
respect to nickel in particular, mm-hmm. uh, nickel sulfides versus, versus nickel the laterites. laterites. Yeah. And, you know, how a laterite... Let's give them a quick recap because it was a few episodes ago. And if you haven't seen that episode, yeah. guys, you got to go check it out. Yeah, we, we were just talking about how there are different, you know, Mother Nature made all kinds of different types of minerals in the ground. And each mineral has different qualities to it. So typically the crown jewel of the nickel world would be your nickel sulfide deposit, highest uh, purity of nickel. That's class one, easier to get to class one, more efficient to get the lower carbon footprint to get the class one that you're going to need to uh, generate uh, or to produce those uh, batteries, right? Exactly. And more of a northern hemisphere type of a deposit, whereas the southern, southern hemisphere would have more ferro-nickel, nickel-pig iron, uh, nickel-laterite deposits. The laterites. And those would be used more in stainless steel production. Uh, It's a cheaper... Exactly. But, you know, there's so much hype out there with the the battery revolution and so much uh, forward-looking demand that there's a lot of countries with a lot of different deposits that want to jump on the bandwagon. They may have a laterite deposit, and they say, well, how can I get this laterite deposit uh, to produce battery grade material, class mm-hmm. one nickel. Mm-hmm. Well, the steps that it takes to get, for example, in this case, a laterite deposit into a battery grade material, class one nickel, has to go through a tremendous process, the HPAL process, high pressure acid leach, leach, which uses a tremendous amount of energy. A lot of these, these facilities are coal-fired uh, processes where... You know, again, you're using a tremendous carbon footprint to get your end result of mm-hmm. what you want, which and is also the battery the, grade uh, material. The and remains of the HPAL process, right? Uh, being very toxic. The tailings, the, the tailings, tailings, exactly. Right. Yeah, yeah. And what do you do with those? They're not very useful. So, yeah, I've, you know, we've talked in discussions about some of these countries are just, you know, uh, suggesting we just dump them in the ocean kind of mm-hmm. thing. And Yeah. So, I mean... It, this is Which where is this good. certification process has to come into place where, you know, your, your, your battery supply chain materials are being sourced and produced mm-hmm. responsibly. And it's like a checklist, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. like, how was it extracted from the ground? How, how was it processed? How did it end up uh, reaching the, uh, the, the factory that's producing the batteries? Mm-hmm. How was the battery manufactured? How did mm-hmm. it end up in the car? All of these steps produce ultimately a carbon footprint. So what, how do you achieve this certification? And let's not the forget the, the recycling cycle. Like, you know, mm-hmm. once my car has completed the lifespan of this battery, you know, I've used up my seven, eight, ten years of usage. Uh, what do we do with that battery? How does it get recycled back into the supply chain in an efficient way and, mm-hmm. you know, make full use of um, the materials that are there, right? So all that can be incorporated in this kind of like consumer activated kind of like certification of yeah and you know i mean we're you know we're in 2021 now these discussions i think started taking place over the past couple of years Mm -hmm. and we're certainly again in our infancy on how we're going to monitor and regulate and certify the battery revolution Mm -hmm. and uh again i mean there certainly is the initiative there and again as technology is forward-looking you're going to continually have improvements on this platform, which we're in the infancy of, you know, one would suggest that certainly over the next 
30 years, we're going to be utilizing some form of battery technology in our lives, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, especially if we go from lithium ion to solid state and then into the future. And beyond, yeah. yeah. Great article I'm looking at now. Green batteries, key hurdle and car makers race to go green. Journalism for the energy transition uh, from cleanenergywire.org. Again, this will be posted in our comments. Um, This is a fantastic article here just to kick off our our continued conversation on the hurdle that these car makers are going to have just to go green, not only in the manufacturing of the cars, but also supplying or sourcing the right batteries for their cars, right? And marketing. I mean, you've got to market your product to your consumer. And what does your consumer want to hear? I want to hear that we're doing something that's not going to harm the planet, right? Yeah, and and not not to mention, Leo, the fact that uh, actually in in one of the more recent... uh, blogs we were reading again you mentioned that europe is a little bit further ahead of north america in terms of this quest for the ultimate uh, minimal carbon footprint Mm -hmm. the ev revolution is exploding in europe right now because Mm -hmm. of fuel shortages you know everyone's talking around the world uh now about in uk there's a trucker uh strike that uh everybody went out and you know in droves and uh started oversupplying on gasoline and whatnot Mm -hmm. and obviously uh, there's there's shortages of fuel happening. Yeah, so this fuel and oil shortage that is seems to be taking place around the world is making the consumer pivot mm-hmm. for pure supply and demand and cost reasons to the electric vehicle platform. And let's not forget the human factor here. You know, there's a heavy burden on like making sure we get it right. If you're if you're looking for a true certification on anything. Uh, you're talking about carbon footprint, you're talking about responsibility uh, on all levels. And the human condition being, you know, who? how are you sourcing your, for example, your battery grade materials? You know, we keep going back to, you know, the Democratic uh, Republic of Congo, Congo and the, the cobalt uh, mining scenario where they use uh, young kids and all this stuff. I mean, that's just one level. Mm-hmm. If you look in Canada, for example, Canada has a very uh, responsible platform when it comes to utilization of natural resources and the whole mining process and how a lot of these um, projects are located in areas that are impacting Indigenous people. And the Canadian government promotes interaction with uh, Indigenous populations and partnerships, mm-hmm. profit sharing uh, things that are ultimately going to benefit the indigenous communities at the end of, call it the life of mine. Mm-hmm. What are you leaving them? You right. know? So, I mean, this is all part of this ultimate certification, which I think is evolving. And it'll be very interesting to see what uh, comes into play over the next uh, 12 to 24 months that, that would give a consumer comfort in knowing what it is they're buying and what certifications come with it. So. You know what? It uh, it's interesting because the same article here talks a little bit about lightening the load, and you know how this is about the change for the better. I think we're in the change. Mm-hmm. I think we're you know the Joe Biden infrastructure plan and the Go Green plan, and you know uh, we just elected a new minority, same government we had mm-hmm. two weeks ago, but Almost in Canada, uh, with the exception but, of a exception of a couple of seats here. Yeah, there. our progressive government here is all for you know pushing green agenda and all that. In Europe, 
look what's happened in Germany. Germany's Merkel conservative government has uh, is about to end and a new center-left government is coming in. So a lot of the things that people that are on that side of climate change and going green, eco-friendly and all that kind of stuff are now in charge. So it's interesting to see what's going to happen in the next four to six years. Brave I, new world, Leo. Brave new world. Yeah. I think we're going more and more into this direction. It's it's like all the stars are lining up. You know, the moon, the stars, is, yeah. all the planets are kind of aligning to a point where it's like a perfect, not storm, but a perfect rainbow, I guess, you know, if you're, you know, if it's you interesting. look at it that way. Every country has their own plan, their own initiative on, on how to move forward. You know, a lot of it ties into the Paris Accord. But, you know, if you look at Canada, for example, Canada has, has a plan in place. If I recall correctly, the article is, um, we have uh, on our link here, um, it basically pertains to how is Canada going to develop their battery supply chain and be a leader in the battery storage and EV revolution in an environmentally friendly and responsible manner. And how are we going to fund it? Yeah. Uh, turning talk into action. Yeah, this is good transition time, John, because, you know, this is a great transition into our spotlight because yes. uh, this is what we wanted to talk about. So it's time for our spotlight, it's everybody. It's time for our spotlight. Drum roll. This week's Spotlight has been brought to you by Tardison Nickel. Tardison is drilling its Kenbridge Nickel Sulfide project in Ontario to expand the resource and meet the needs of the rapidly growing EV battery market. Class 1 nickel is an essential component in battery production and a critical element in the North American supply chain. The Kenbridge Nickel deposit indicates there is significant potential to expand the mineral resource estimate with additional high-grade targets at the Kenbridge North site. Tardison Nickel, TN on the CSE. So this week's spotlight is turning talk into action, building Canada's battery supply chain. Um, we're listening. People are listening here in Canada. Our governments are listening and industry experts and stakeholders are all looking towards... Canada, um, ha Canada has the potential ramping to be a, things a, a leader in, mm -hmm. in the EV revolution. And if you recall, this is what's kind of interesting. You know, we talked about... Um, uh, sourcing the battery supply chain materials domestically. Typically, you know, Europe should have their own supply. Asia should have their own supply. And North America should, should have, have its own supply. supply. And this yeah. is what Canada's really pivoting on here. Yeah. And there's a list of 10 great talking points here that I'll let you kind of touch sure. on. And we'll, we'll kind of yeah. dive into each of the little points. So, you know what? This is going back to industry stakeholders, felt, you know, feeling that Canada's still a long way from having a mature battery, battery supply chain. And uh, they've come up with kind of um, some, you know, nine or 10 points. Like here. an action plan moving forward. Like an action which, plan. Which, quite frankly, has already been implemented. But let's touch on them. And we anyway. must, we, we got to take these into immediate term to establish it ourselves as a player in the global battery industry. Uh, so number one, you know, form an intergovernmental battery secretariat basically to enable decision makers across departments and levels of government. Uh, and when I say that, it, you know, we're talking everything from federal, provincial, you know, municipal, local, uh, to act quickly, nimbly, and in a coordinated way. Mm -hmm. So that's number one. Number two, immediately convene an industry-led Canadian minor task force to deliver advice to governments on how to develop. We need experts. Of course. You know? yeah. They need, they, they, can, they can deliver legislation, they can vote, 
you know, laws and regulations into place, but we got to make sure that they're putting the right framework and, in and place. participation right. in from the industry perspective and actually academia as well. You know, a lot of times universities, well-funded universities have programs where they're developing a lot of these uh, concepts that ultimately will be implemented by government and industry moving forward. Yeah. And, you know, th th these things are already in play. I mean, they're already in motion. Uh, number three, develop a North American battery alliance. So now there we're talking go. about certification. If we well, had this alliance. The U.S. This is right. what I'm saying. I mean, you know, the whole Biden platform, uh, you know, how is 300 million population going to be uh, facilitated when it comes to uh, batteries, uh, EVs, et cetera, et cetera. So it's kind of creating a. Uh, like a larger partnership, right? Mm -hmm. So, so within the next year, you know, leveraging the integrated Canada-U.S. market, connect players along the supply chain, and drive capital investment. Uh, number four, unlock Canada's sustainable battery metals, metals, minerals, and material supply. So we have a ton of resources here, untapped, and a lot of it is known. And we just got to put things into action. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we we kind of to realize one of Canada's major value propositions and attract battery related investment. Yeah. So, again, it is taking the cooperation of, you know, things start from the top. So usually it's a government initiative and then all of the pieces of the puzzle fall into place. You have you have participation in through industry experts. And, you know, quite frankly, although governments tend to lead the move, they're relying on information from industry and from universities. It's constituents, you know, uh, you yeah. know it's, it's, it's population as well. Uh, ramping up Canada's midstream supply chain capacity, you know, to feed battery metals and components. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a few other here. Launch a dedicated battery supply chain fund. Better promote Canada's clean, responsible batteries That's brand. What we've been talking about. Create a government-funded, industry-led battery center of excellence. So all these, and lastly, uh, grow demand for batteries in North America. Uh, in North America, to ensure there's sufficient demand for EVs, batteries, and their input materials and parts. Mm -hmm. So everything is kind of snapping into place. Like yeah. things aren't just instant. They take time to do things. Uh, everybody agrees Canada needs to step up. In the immediate term, not like, you know, next year, the year after. And, you know, we're, we're we need to catch up. Well, and, 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 and play an active role. I mean, I don't know. No, no, I'm not suggesting we pick on Canada here. But historically, um, Canada tends to be in the passenger seat in many scenarios with uh, developing opportunities. And I would like to impress upon our audience and our government officials to take a leadership role here. Take the bull by the horns. Stand up for Canada. Yeah, Canadian yeah. Wave resources. The, wave yeah. the flag. There you and, go. And let's let's get the ball rolling and take advantage of our tremendous uh, amount of resources here and develop Canada into a true leader, right? Global leader in the uh, battery supply chain and the whole EV revolution. Great. And with that being said, I think we've reached the end of our show, John. Uh, thanks for joining us, everyone. We hope to see you next week. Please don't miss it. Let us know what's on your mind. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle's at GreenNickel101. We'll be happy to answer any questions in our next episode, so be sure to opine, leave comments. And remember, we upload new episodes usually every single Monday. And until next time, think nickel and have a green day. Thanks, everyone. Looking forward to next week. Awesome. Tardis and Nickel, traded on the Canadian Stock Exchange, symbol TN, or over-the-counter, symbol TTSRF.